Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. I'm Janet. I'm Helen. And I'm Mel. Wow. Can you ladies believe it has been about three years since we left our jobs full time and are doing this? Like ABG is now our job full time. We're a junior in college. Oh, we are. (laughs) Three years is long enough for us to have found our rhythm and fine-tuned it multiple times Mm -hmm. and also short enough for us to still remember our previous corporate careers. Mm -hmm. Corporate careers are often seen as reliable, secure, stable, and that is the reason why many of our parents and also immigrant parents wish for us to have corporate careers. For sure. Working 9 to 5 or more like 6 p.m. for a lot of us had its its pain points but also had really great perks. It's been a few years since that experience, so today we want to talk about, you know, what worked for us, Mm -hmm. what did we bring into ABG, which is our current career, and what we're happy to leave behind. Yeah, so I guess before we even start that, let's just give our audience and our listeners a little bit of context. I know we've talked about this many times already, Mm -hmm. what we've done for our corporate career. So if you're an avid, frequent listener, you can probably skip over the next two to three minutes. Mm -hmm. But if you're new here, let's just give a brief overview of what we did and also maybe three words or three phrases to describe the job. Ooh, that's actually kind of hard. That is hard. But I like it because it's going to like help Describe. You, yeah, it's going to yeah. challenge me. Okay. So I was a user experience designer uh, or experience designer, depending on the job, in the technology industry before going full time to ABG. Um, three words, I guess wireframes. <laughs> <laughs> wireframes, um, uh, human perspective, Oof. and Ooh. usability are three. Did you say usability because it's user experience? (laughs) I kind of cheated. I used one of the words in the title. But yeah. Okay. (laughs) Human perspective. I like that too. I'm waiting for your response. Oh, me? Okay. (laughs) I need time to prep. Um, Okay. (laughs) So I worked at one of the big four accounting firms doing finance, not accounting. I think a lot of people Mm. assume that I, you know, finance is the same as accounting. But if you talk to anyone who worked in finance, they're like, no, it's completely different. So I worked in finance, worked in the transaction advisory department, transaction advisory services department, valuing private companies and equity securities. And I did that for about 10 years. Um, Three words I would use to describe it would be um, buttoned up and closed toed. (laughs) Because you couldn't wear like open toed shoes. I know, I saw your shoes before. Yeah, they're all closed toed. And I never wear them now. (laughs) Um, Second word I would say is fast paced, Mm. challenging, and um, lots of opportunities to learn. And then third word slash phrase would be um, 
global, a very large company with a large global network. Oof, good summary. You have really good responses. Crap. Okay, so my career history, I worked in digital media pretty much my whole career. I did production, art directing, and social media marketing for a fashion company and also a digital company. Uh, I would describe my career as... Oh, man. This is Open hard. toad. <laughs> I mean, I can, yeah. Uh, well, the first one I would say is it's extremely creative. The second one I would say is pop culture. Mm-hmm. I think pop being in social media marketing, one. you just kind of have to like know what's going on at all times. Third, I have to say I was always on. Mm. Uh, always on. To post, to be aware, to be ready to go. Kind of just, oh, yeah, that's just my yeah, job. Good wow. descriptors. Wasn't it weird? Does that just like drive you back three years and kind of hard to like think about that time again (laughs) kind of but actually I don't know I I felt it was fun yeah well let's dig a little deeper thinking back to three years ago when we were in those different jobs Mm -hmm. what is something that you really miss about being in an office or the corporate perks any aspect of your job back then Mm. I miss my work bestie shout out to Crystal apparently Mm -hmm. all of our work besties are named Crystal (laughs) I found that out from a previous episode but I miss um having like forced lunches with someone and just really getting to know someone Mm -hmm. and then if you if you are there long enough you realize like oh I'm not tired of this person I actually really enjoy this person so a work bestie I miss having a printer oh yes Ooh, I love touching Mm. hot paper on a cold day oh Wow. I'm always afraid to get a paper cut, but I think when I say printer, I don't think people realize like how convenient it is to like get everything printed there. Yeah. yeah. And like nowadays when you buy the return stuff, like, oh, please print out a label. I was like, I'm sorry, but who has a printer at home nowadays? Right. Yeah. No one has a printer. Yeah. Yep. Along those lines, you get really good like the quality like tape at offices. <laughs> okay, I didn't think about that one. <laughs> because when you, I mean, I had printer okay. as well, right? If you're going to return something, oh, you need the kind of tape that's going to package true. and hold stuff together. Oh. Um, and then along those lines, really nice scissors. <laughs> All right. Like, oh, well, I, like, I like the pens and I like the highlighters and the sticky notepads. Ah. <laughs> okay. We just, we miss the stuff. We, we miss yeah, all office supplies. Stuff. Another thing I will say, speaking of like office, like supplies and stuff, I miss having just like, because we would have get delivery stuff and they'll pick mm. up our delivery. So for me, when I would buy clothes online, I could just drop it off at work. Now I have to like, really? yeah. Okay. yeah. Now I have to like find like a USPS and like, drive myself there versus yeah, like yeah. it's so convenient just to drop it at work oh I don't think I ever dropped things off at work oh I loved it yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's definitely I think being in a large office environment where mm-hmm. you have like a lot of the administrative part like oh, yeah. already nailed down you take a lot of that for granted once you start like working out of your apartment and then you have to do you're like okay I need to go find I need to print something you're like wait I don't yeah, have a printer yeah. oh I need to like ship this out wait I don't have like yeah, exactly. the proper tape and that yeah. kind of a thing I mean you have your front front door my front yeah, yeah to yeah. do that for you which is nice and I'm like Jenna he print this for I us. know same. <laughs> thank you to downtown departments that tend to yeah. have those like services but yeah generally it is really different now, yeah right I think one of the bigger things is also obviously the benefits yeah so I'm gonna get me started on the benefits the benefits I mean I feel like with the benefits there's the obvious mm-hmm. ones like the retirement plans and the health care and all that the dental the dental <laughs> Dude. yeah the, the HSA dental. funds and that kind of thing that you can put money away to yep. help pay for yeah uh, health related stuff I'm not glad that when they had those meetings at work I didn't understand how the things they're saying hsa i was like what yeah what do you think it stood for i don't know <laughs> I, 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 did, I don't know i think it's healthcare savings account there right? might i think so. i also remember there was an fsa and it's in an hsa oh, and mel FS. don't feel bad i actually only in like 
the second to last job that I had started to like dig into that mm. and figure that out. Um, and then that's why I started doing like Invisalign or that kind yeah, of a yeah. stuff. It was only because I was like, oh, I'm going to put this money away. And then it's like, yeah, it's like extra to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I say dental is because like I think a lot of people in the creative space, sometimes like it's hard to get like you have to get health care, but dental care isn't necessarily provided. Yeah. I asked one of my friends, I was like, how do you how do you get your teeth checked every year? He goes, I asked my dentist friend and I just opened my mouth and he just looks really quick. Oh. <laughs> so you're like just grabbing coffee and they're like oh here's kind of, your I mean I feel like you need to do things to your teeth though to like clean it I mean you also just look that, at it but like it's just like saying like there's you don't get that luxury going to your dentist because you don't have one yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just everyone, saying everyone out there needs a good dentist friend yes or a good dental plan <laughs> or a good dental plan <laughs> something like that yeah. yeah but I feel like with that too with the benefits I remember when I first started working at the job like I sat down at my desk and there was a folder of things that you had to look through mm-hmm. and basically everything was already set for you mm-hmm. like when you're shopping around for jobs the the benefits that they provide is sort of standardized right yeah, so when you yeah. show up all that is already set up for you your retirement plan your 401k someone said check this box to max yeah. out your Roth mm-hmm. make sure you max out your contributions because you're or not your contributions but your company will match your contribution so make sure you match it out and at my old company was at six percent so i was like all right i'll do six maybe seven if i'm like if i feel like extra rich i don't know like (laughs) some months but all of that was already set up for you so when i actually left my job 10 years like from that date that when i first started i had a pretty healthy retirement balance and i also had a pension fund and i was like what where'd that come (laughs) from you know Uh uh-huh and that was all, all set up like day one, which is which is something that yeah I took I definitely took for granted. Dang, I yeah. still need to understand half of what you just said. <laughs> but you're doing that for yourself now. I think that's you yeah, know. yeah yeah. I, I think it's my jobs actually didn't. I don't think they set it up for me. Mm. But another thing I miss is having an office to go into. Mm-hmm. And I will say, when I worked at the fashion company, that was a really nice office. Like we had large windows. We had like really great like just the facility was really great. That I didn't mind going into work. Mm-hmm. Like having a space just for you to like hunker down and do work is just so so nice. Oh, I have another one. Huh. Actual designated meeting rooms. We have, oh, yeah. we always for ABG when we were working out of my small apartment in downtown. Sometimes it would be like someone has to take a meeting, someone has to take another meeting, and we're like we can't. You're like hearing each other. Someone else is like in the bathroom, and there's like an echo. Mm-hmm. When you have an office mm-hmm. space, it's like oh, it's all quiet this, like, in there. Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have all the tech like available and ready for you. Yeah. Um, another thing I would say it's like I think a good leader mm. right like with uh, us obviously we have a very flat structure yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and there's benefits and not so Drawbacks. good benefits of yes of having a more hierarchical you know structure but i think having a good leader to setting an example of you know being someone that you want to exemplify in the future mm. qualities that you also want to start to develop for yeah. yourself right we mm. don't really get that here like obviously i look up to both of you a lot but it's like someone who's had 10 years of experience yeah. and you can mm. see their path and say oh i love that this person values family really appreciates piano recitals and soccer <laughs> practices like i want to do that too yeah, and yeah, still yeah. be at the top of my game and and figure out like how she got there so that i could get there too but now i feel like i'm just we're just trying to figure it out. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all trying to figure it out with my baby. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> how do we how do we do this? Oh my god, I totally forgot about that cuz I think one thing personally that I struggle with, I, I actually do miss having a manager. Yeah. Now that I'm like the manager, I'm just like, um, it just feels like I don't know. I, I guess I liked relying on someone too that could pre- mm. like just it was nice and the mm-hmm. learning from from them too. Yeah. The other thing I will say and for me the final thing I'll say that I miss about corporate is I know you said you're the work besties. I kind of miss just being in an environment where it felt like you go to college, you're like placed with this, a group of people you might not necessarily be friends with, but you just end up bonding. Mm. And I miss having that like community of people that 
I was just really close with, mm-hmm. you know? Because outside of work, I'm like, I don't know if we'd be friends, but at work, I was like, oh, now we're just so close. Yeah. So I yeah. miss having that. Yeah. I think the last thing that, or the biggest part that I miss, um, which is kind of comes with just working for yourself, I think, is being able to leave work at work. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I would like physically bring work home and I would maybe do some work before I go to bed like I was able to disconnect from it in a different way um, mm-hmm. I think our work now is like very intertwined with our personal lives and um, it's hard to kind of shut off mentally and emotionally from mm-hmm. it so that that luxury to be able to like have an office space to like go to and then to like leave and then come home and like have the door be closed is um is definitely a little different mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's true I think the last thing for me is probably somewhat of the structure Again, Mm. there's some drawbacks um, and some benefits of that. But I feel like with structure, as someone who kind of likes control, like you can kind of see where your path is going Mm. and not be confused if it's like if you aren't doing well it's obvious it's clear it's documented why you might not be doing well Mm -hmm. and why why you might need to take like an extra year or whatever but more often than not you can kind of expect when a promotion is going to happen and where you're going to be you know in the next year or so so the stability and the structure was something that um yeah we i guess we're not sure of here at abg (laughs) you know i think another thing that i miss about corporate is just a large network if you worked for a large Mm. company being able to advocate for yourself and say you know oh I want to work in a different country Mm. because I was able to do that and then be able to work in India for three months and work in Spain for three months I think that was my my first time in Europe and Mm. in those three months I traveled to 25 different cities and got to really understand people I think it really helped me to develop my sort of like global leadership identity Mm. and the one thing that I really took away from that is this notion that we are more similar than we are different. That is one thing I took away. It's like, even though I can't really communicate, I couldn't communicate with some people in the office, like they still, in valuation world, they still respected this guy named Demodoran, who I think is a NYU professor. And he's like the godfather of valuation. Like they look up to him too. I'm like, whoa, the mm. fact that, you know, we are you so similar, but also so different. It made me just feel this level of like compassion and I think, yeah, develop myself as a better leader too. So the global network is something that I would definitely take advantage of if you work at a large company. What about things that you absolutely do not miss? Let's flip the script a little bit now. Something you're happy to have left behind. I don't miss having to get ready for work every day. Oh my God. Yes. Like I, <laughs> I remember when I, at every new That's job, true. I'd be like, Wear makeup for the first day. Try my best looking cute. Week three, I don't care. I'm like, <laughs> but it's still like putting on jeans and all that. Like, it just, I don't miss that at all. Um, I would say admin. Oh, did you have to do a lot of admin at your job? Describe admin. Yeah, what is? <sighs> okay, this probably took up like 15% of our work time, just administrative paperwork. So, for example, we had to do this thing called work papers. So after every single project or after, you know, you were done with a client, you had to basically archive the whole project in a physical form. And I feel like nowadays it might all be online. But when I was there, it was like one of those Iron Mountain boxes that you see on the office. There is just like stacks of those Iron Mountain boxes. And you had to fill those up with every single piece of paper that supports the we worked in. We did Excel models. So every single assumption had to be supported physically. Mm. And there were like all the trees. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. When I was that's why I was like, I miss the hot paper because I like (laughs) touch a lot of hot paper. But like there were 10 folders. And so the first one would be like 
admin. The second one was like scope of work, MSA, and then there were like assumptions and mm. um, I'm sorry, you guys are like the final like, model. Sounds like you're working at like a law firm or something. I I feel <laughs> like law firms probably of, yeah, have yeah, to do yeah. the, the same, same, but it was pretty insane because imagine you had to go through your whole all your emails and print out every email that supported every single assumption, and there were thousands of assumptions within each of these models, but. Now we know why they Helen is so be detailed. Out. <laughs> yeah. And also, if some of the folders, there's one folder called like other. And we're like, what the fuck goes in other? Just and anything you, you don't understand. <laughs> no, and like no one ever had something in there. But instead of just leaving that folder blank or empty, you had to print out a piece of paper that said this folder is intentionally left blank. <laughs> I was like, Wait, seriously? And you couldn't even have like a stack of those. Like each of these papers had to have the project title on it and like other project details on it. And then you had to mm. add that language on there and then slip that into wow. the folder. So it was just a lot of administrative work, um, all the compliance, all the ethics classes and CPE classes you had to take. Mm. It was pretty, I was pretty on slime. I think for admin, I think it depended. When I was working in-house at a company, there wasn't much of like administrative. Yeah. Um, but then when I went back into like a consulting capacity, then I had, oh, I hate logging expenses. Mm-hmm. And then like, um, what else was there? They like logging your hours too, chargeable like how many hours. chargeable hours. Um, that was, yeah. But uh, the, I think it was interesting listening to because I would like started scrolling back in the different industries, how different the like work the day-to-day work is yeah because you work at Deloitte so I'm sure you had work papers yeah I remember I we had to do the same thing we printed out everything um and then it was so and then I just kind of like I'm like now mentally switching back to uh working in user experience design and a, a good like maybe seven years later so I think technology is a little bit different and like the trend in tech was like open office spaces so mm-hmm. you know with like yeah. um like a big four cubicles because you oh, want privacy you're I dealing with the client transition. information yes yeah. And then I still remember everyone was like, oh, off, open office spaces. You want to, you know, open office collaboration. Of the future. Yeah. yeah. Let's inspire people to like be together. It's so impractical. You can't focus. Like you're like starting to get work done and then someone comes behind you and is like, excuse me. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. or remember, yeah, we used to have like our own little cubicles, right? And I was like, okay, no one bothered me. I could get work done. And then basically it was the same thing, but then the walls just came down. So that you <laughs> looked oh at gosh. the person across from you and you're sitting literally across and sure you're angled a little bit, but like you turn your head a little bit of an angle yeah, and like yeah. you can look directly at them so i i also did not like office of the open future office, yes. i didn't mind the open office oh, it depends on the industry because yeah, i think yeah. for me i had to go to people and get answers from them so mm-hmm. just like it's easier for me like hey da, 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 da. yeah yeah um and also for me when i want privacy i just go to the uh, empty like ta- meeting room a yeah. meeting room or empty table at the lunch area so i'm just like i made it work yeah, yeah. um I'm sorry about the paperwork stuff. That sounds horrendous. <laughs> this is like therapy. Oh, to, to Thank heal you. From and the years it is of- so jarring for me because I feel like we li- we worked in completely different industries. I never had to do that. Yeah. I was like, I think I had to log my hours once for like a PR internship online, but never had to like log anything. If anything, it was my mileage, my expense sheets for shoots or things like that, mm. but nothing to that To that level, level. of detail or extremity. I just yeah. can't believe you had to do that. Um, I guess for me, what I don't miss... Besides getting ready, I wonder if you all, you both feel this way, but I don't miss working on projects that I wasn't inspired by. Like sometimes mm. I'm just like, everyone around me is like, oh my God, I'm so excited. We get to work with blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Or I have to <laughs> pretend to be excited. And yeah. I just oh, hated pretending true. to be like, oh, I'm so stoked for this. When in reality, mm. I really wasn't, but I can't be like, 
oh that sucks yeah actually that's a really good point I think uh, when I was in like advertising more creative industries there is this expectation that you're going to be in like how you show your dedication to a project is through emotional like excitement yeah so you have to like that's what creates the culture and what's everyone's ready to like Mm -hmm. you know like you know ideate for this and like Mm -hmm. start coming up with like concepts and stuff and if you're just like I don't really care about I don't know like a random thing then it doesn't yeah like that will show up in your annual review right? (laughs) which is something else that i don't miss at all oh my gosh yes again i feel like that was also in my mind just a lot more administrative Mm -hmm. yeah it's also very subjective and it wasn't the best it's hard though with a large company like you kind of have to document everything or else you forget especially all the projects you work on so i get it it was just it was just a hassle yeah yeah another thing i do not miss was uh the travel that was involved sometimes. Oh, gosh, yeah. So like one of the jobs that I did for user experience design, I had, they are a consultancy, but when I had interviewed, they said, we do mostly projects, you know, in LA. We have a couple clients in SF, but you're going to be mostly in LA. Of course, with anyone who works in client serving industries knows that it's very unpredictable. The moment I started my second week, I was up in San Francisco, like every week. And when you do that, I think when I was younger, I was so like, I want to travel for work. Yeah. As you get older, you realize traveling for work means that you lose your Sunday to fly into the town or into the city that you're going to be at. You're eating like cold dinners from the hotel, you know, and, and during the mm, evenings, mm-hmm. you're like FaceTiming if you're in a relationship or your roommates, or your parents, or your family, when your friends go out to happy hour, you don't get that, you know? Mm, so yeah. mm-hmm. um, I think there's a little bit of having the control of your schedule, that part um, I don't miss. Mm-hmm, I like being true. able to have to be in my space and being in my city right now. That's true. That's true. Um, another thing I don't miss, um, the... <laughs> Oh, get more serious the microaggressions oh. <laughs> the lack of mm. diversity the power dynamics the politics oh i hate pol- office oh, politics the like- politics is like it's just no one teaches you this stuff in school in college yeah. and it's something that you definitely have to go through and i think one thing that i learned um which is hopefully not something to like scare people is that when you do start working i think it kind of is important if you want to stay at the company for a long period of time to align yourself with people who will be good advocates and Mm. supporters of you if you want to get that promotion if you want to get like to the next stage of your career it's because I I think I kind of aligned myself with someone I just got along with a little bit easier Mm. but then in a room he might not have had as a commanding of a presence as someone else Uh, did so I think that could have been detrimental for my career now that I think about it Um, but once you get to like management level so much of it is about who you know Who's going to support you? Who's going to advocate for you? Who's going to look over the things that you might not have done so well and like emphasize the things you did do well on? So politics. Definitely don't miss that. Mm. Do we have politics here at ABG? No. The last thing I will. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. The last thing I will say that it's uh, that I don't miss. And this might be a little TMI. I don't miss office poops. I'm sorry. It (laughs) It was such a struggle for me because I am someone that is a little bit poop shy. And the thing is, there was two bathrooms I had to choose from. One that was completely private. Oh, the one bathroom that was like no one really goes to, but randomly someone would go there, but there's no music. So it's dead silent. Oh. Mm, all my bathrooms are silent. Oh, no. And there's another <laughs> one that's like f- high traffic, but they blast like radio music. And yeah. I was like, what do I want to do? And I just mm. I just never felt comfortable like just going. Yeah. Mm. And the toilet paper always sucked and like all these oh, little yeah. things. Oh, my Offices gosh, yeah. usually they skimp on toilet paper. It's the kind that like dissolves when you touch your bum. That's why you just like- <laughs> pull as hard as you can and then roll. Yeah, you gotta roll multiple times. <laughs> yeah, but- so that's just something I personally don't miss um, at all. 
Mm, yeah. Did you ever look at people's sneakers to see like, oh, is that my? Co-worker? Oh, it's so awkward if you're in like a like a formal meeting, especially if it's like a manager or like a client, and then you go in the bathroom and you see their shoes, and you're like, do you ever like lift up your foot? <laughs> you're just like, no one look at my feet. <laughs> no, I I didn't. I don't know why I didn't do that. But you know, one thing my friend told me to do. He's like, I know you're poop shy, Mel. He's like, what I do is I put on headphones, I blast the music, so music go in my ear. But I was like, everyone yeah, everyone else. Go, though. <laughs> so oh, you're yeah. blowing up the bathroom, and, I was like, and you okay. don't know. So, <laughs> man, I don't know if that helps. <laughs> I think it helps with your own mental psyche. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. helps you get over it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what else do I miss? Or no, what else do I not miss? Um, I think along with Mel's, like going back to the beginning of getting ready for work, also having to commute. Mm, there were yeah. years of my work life where I had to commute from like Orange County to LA. Ugh. LA traffic, you know, is like not fun to drive in. So the fact that um, I don't have to spend like so much of my life in a car is amazing yeah last thing i will share um that i never felt like i could leave be the first to leave the office Mm. didn't like that feeling even if i was done with my work i was like oh it's only 4 p.m i have to stay here till at least like five or six or at least Mm. until someone else leaves and yeah that that wasn't a good feeling Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. So when we first started working at ABG, this was right before the pandemic had shut down. This was like March of 2020. And I still remember we were, we had just finished a speaking event in the Bay, Mm -hmm. right? And then we were all in our hotel room playing telestrations and we were like, do you have COVID? (laughs) Do you have COVID? COVID? Like, are we stuck here forever? It was a very scary feeling, but Mm -hmm. it was literally, we had started doing ABG, I think like two or three weeks before the pandemic literally shut everything down if you were to think back to that period of time did you ever think to yourself like how would I have transitioned into this work from home remote working style if I was still working at my old corporate job oh yeah I definitely I I will have to say like I think it was so like strange or maybe really positive and like surreal that the timing worked in such a way where our plan to start you know our going full-time into this new career and or began right when the world shut down mm-hmm. and at the time I was also working at a consultancy and there's this thing called being on the bench when you're not on a client and given the state of the economy during the time of the pandemic I heard a lot of my friends say who worked at consultancy say that like projects were frozen or things were kind of like put on pause so you could, I could have been just getting paid a pretty fat paycheck for sitting at home, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so sometimes I think about that. Obviously, it's like 
you can't turn back time and switch anything, but it's crazy to think in an alternate universe how that would have maybe changed my perspective on the work that I was doing. Mm, true. Yeah. True. Oof. How about for you, Mel? I didn't. Yeah, actually, I the transition actually might have been really tough because I worked at a media company that put out YouTube videos. Yeah. And if you can't shoot videos, I have nothing to promote on social media. So I think we'd, be, we'd probably have to do a whole different tactic. And so it might have been a struggle. And I think for me, with my role there, I like to bounce around to different directors. Like, hey, what are you working on? What are you working on? But not having them like be next to me, be like, what's going on? I have to tap everyone individually on like Slack or something. It might be more annoying, but doable. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I don't know. Like the landscape would be so different. Yeah. Oh, wow. I forgot that that totally happened for a lot of like digital companies. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it probably would have been a similar feeling to what Jana was feeling where you're, is it like sitting on the bench or? Yeah. Or like not just chilling on the bench. Like <laughs> just all work Sleeping on the bench. <laughs> but I, I would have imagined it would have been like a snow day. Which yeah. I don't know. Have uh, you ladies had a snow day? You don't know we snow rain days. days. Rainy days. Oh, you had rain days where you didn't have to go to school? Oh, no. We, Wait, no. You oh. still had to go to school. Or I still had to go oh, to school. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, I'm thinking about recess from elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> what? We had to stay home in the classroom, play Mancala. Oh, oh I remember that. And you have to eat lunch in your classroom. Okay, well, for yeah. all the East Coasters out there <laughs> who remember snow days, you know, you would wake up and there would be like a blanket of snow outside of just white. And you're like, oh, it's today a day. And then you literally, before you brush your teeth or anything, you turn on the news. Mm-hmm. And then you, there's newscasters that are talking for like hours about like, oh my gosh, there's so many inches of snow. And I'm like, how long can you talk about this for? <laughs> but there would be this little like scrolling text at the bottom that shows all of the school closures. Oh. And you like, wait. You wait for your school to come out and then you got to like go pee because in the morning you have to go pee all the time. So I'm like, oh my gosh, can all this go pee? And then you have to come back. You got to wait another 10 minutes because your school passed. But then when you see that your school is closed, it's just like the best feeling ever. Mm. I think back then we didn't have email, not to like date us, but I don't think Mm. we had email back then. So your teachers couldn't email you and say, hey, this is your today's syllabus. You have to do this. Mm. This It's your homework. It was just like a free day. You know, uh, and then you go grab like a trash can lid, slide down a hill. It was the fucking Mel's face is like, that's not what I would do. Yeah, I was like, dream. sorry, <laughs> California kid, ra- born and raised, never had. <laughs> I'm I just painting the visual yeah. of what you would do. I know. You, know? No. you would it grab is, a trash can lid and slide down a hill. Now we could trudge in our stupid rain boots to class. Yeah. <laughs> it'd still be raining. Jay, we never had that in California. No, yeah. I always did, because th- I lived in New York for a little bit. And I always would imagine, I'm like, dang, what it would be like to be a kid. Because when you're an adult, so I guess sometimes in the offices would shut down. But yeah. sometimes I, it's like, I would feel like, oh, I still have to send that email. You just sure, have to sure, send sure. it from yes, home, yes. Right? I'm talking about like high school but yeah, I, yeah, I had yeah. a, I felt like if you know with the pandemic it would have been like a snow a day full for, on shutdown yeah. yeah for a lot of adults because I feel like that day you would have just been like I don't I can't I don't I can't know what do I'm anything. doing you yeah. know are my clients alive like yeah. <laughs> I don't know but at the same time I feel like that would have only lasted for like two days or two weeks max mm. before some structure was put into place you and know? they would have figured out a plan to yeah. yeah like i talked to my uh my work bestie and she was like oh it's even worse you know when you're online because <gasps> oh, there's no mm. on and off you know when you sign on and when you sign off you're just constantly on your mm. green bubble better be active <laughs> like at 9 p.m versus in the office if you're physically out of sight people are like oh she's checked out for the day yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. you know send them an email for tomorrow but yeah i heard it's actually harder during the pandemic dang so i'm happy that mm-hmm. we did abg when we did nice except for the two weeks of snow days that we missed out on <laughs> <laughs> oh man what are some assumptions that you mm. had about abg jumping from a corporate job to a more creative endeavor mm. very different jobs what, is, what are some assumptions that you had about the working style or how your life would have been different 
I think we talked about this before, but like I feel I felt like when we transitioned to full time, it was a big adjustment period for the three of us because our working styles are completely different. So I think for me, I didn't expect us to have that difference, even though I mm. knew we all worked in different industries. But it was our first time being like, oh, no, I work differently. Like oh, I sign off a certain time and I don't. So I'm just like I think dealing with that was kind of expected for me, but definitely needed. I think the second thing I would say, and this is like um, maybe more transparent, but I think people assume that when you go to your passion project full time that you're going to love everything. Like, oh, my God, this is what I always wanted to do, blah, blah, blah. It is to some degree, but there are some days and like like any job, your job is going to feel like a job. It's going to be work. I think sometimes I feel like people assume that I'm going to be loving every piece of it. But the reality is it's not true. Mm-hmm. Like some days are really hard. Some projects are really tough that I don't love, but mm-hmm. it's just part of the job. And so that's just the reality that we're living. Yeah. I think for me, I honestly thought that we would be meeting in person a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, finally, we get to hang out like full time and not just be doing like Facebook messaging during work hours. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, the world shuts down and they're like, just kidding. You can't see anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember getting so sad and we would we would sit on Zoom because we started we're like, well, we have to figure out like then a plan B then, or, you know, or like a way to work around this. So we did that. But I think that was a big for me, a big like expectation. I was like, oh, we're going to get to hang out more because I feel like we were more efficient and things were more natural and like fast when we would work together in person, mm-hmm. even meeting after work at like 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we couldn't do that, I was like, oh, OK, well, this is we're going to have to figure this out. But for the most part, I also tried to go in with like a, a blank slate and not try to imagine or have assumptions or expectations because I kind of wanted to just like let it be and see mm-hmm. what happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I missed you latest in the beginning. Being yeah. in my I actually don't remember. Did we have like a first day of work? We did. I think we did. We brought our lunches. We have remember? a video. <laughs> we brought our own lunches? Yeah, it was at uh, your apartment. We came and we were like, oh, it's lunchtime. We had our lunchbox in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I feel like we quit our jobs Around and then the went same. straight into ABG, right? We did, did we, we take did. a break? No. Did we quit no. the same day? Was there an overlap? Know. There was definitely on the same time. Yeah. Because yeah, Janet, yeah. you were 20, end, end of 2019. So you yeah, had a yeah. few months. Oh, we like were lying on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then us, we never even hit the bench. Okay. <laughs> we literally were like, oh, let's go. Our asses were just hanging yeah. up in the air, right? <laughs> Walking home, over to the next job. But yeah, I don't, I actually don't remember that. So we have a video actually from the first day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I think my, I, I also didn't have many assumptions going into the job because yeah. we had already been doing it for two years while working mm-hmm. at our corporate job. So I think it was just more of what we were doing, faster paced, um, and just more volume of what we were already used to. The thing that Mel mentioned earlier about having different working styles, I like Janet, I also kind of allow things to just happen naturally. And I think if you come from different careers and different backgrounds, naturally there's going to be a little bit of tension there in your working style. And I remember there was a point where I felt like we weren't going as hard as I was used to and bringing it up to you ladies mm-hmm. and it was such an uncomfortable conversation because I was like you're my friends like I don't yeah. want to bring this up this is weird you're not my coworkers, but you are and I brought up like we, we got to light a fire under our asses if this is what we're doing full time mm-hmm. like this is a fraction of our paychecks that we were used to getting right mm-hmm. and I remember one thing that Janet said during that time was like Helen I'm so glad you brought this up because if you're feeling this way then probably one of us is already feeling this way too so it's necessary for you to vocalize stuff like this yeah. and not just like 
harbored and you know let it fester inside so when you said that i felt really supported and i was like okay this is a a good thing that we have yeah you know going on for us and that actually is really important to set the tone when we first started working together because i think it's easy to feel like oh i just need to like adjust to it and just let things kind of keep flowing but i think and i remember you being so like nervous to talk about that you're like i don't want (laughs) to i don't have anything to say but i do i know (laughs) you know but um but being able to express that and to just just express hey there is something that I would like to change about mm-hmm. our current situation, whatever it is, gave permission for everyone else to also respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that is I think that's a really good lesson for anyone is going to like work with friends or work for yourself transitioning careers. Be honest. Yeah. Just be honest. It yeah. might be hard to say, but people will appreciate it in the end. And I think the fact that we have always chosen like our friendship over our, you know, coworker situation for as like as our priority and we've been doing that for the past five years has also been very important for the longevity of even why we're here today Mm -hmm. so yeah All right, so my next question for y'all is, obviously now we can have a more public-facing job. Do you mind quickly sharing like the pros and cons? I would say one of the biggest pros is being able to meet people who directly feel a benefit from the work that I do. Um, I think that working in any type of like office, I mean, that's not necessarily true, but I think whatever industry I was in before, I was like designing in techno- technological interfaces for people, right? And so it's very different um, to say like, hey, I helped create a thing that is easier for to use versus you saying, hey, listening to you tell your personal story really made me feel not alone. Like mm-hmm. that's like night and day. Um, mm-hmm. So I think just that has been such a huge, like happy feeling for me that I did not anticipate and um, it was totally new for me. A con I would say is that it's really hard to explain what we do to some people, (laughs) particularly (laughs) in the older generations. I had talked about going on like multiple dates in the last couple of years or or being on like in more like serious like relationships and having to either meet parents or have my uh, person I was seeing explain Mm -hmm. to their parents what the girl they were seeing is doing. Right. And you're like entertaining each other for potential like life partnership or marriage. And they're like, she like um, she records herself having conversations with friends and they're like what does she make money like is she what is she doing blah blah Mm -hmm. blah and so they would have to like legitimize with like oh no they've been like covered by the today show oh no look mom like they're actually on spotify you know Mm -hmm. but um it is like harder to i think to explain to still some people Mm -hmm. um what Mm -hmm. this what this like industry in the space is like yeah um similar answer for me for the pro Mm -hmm. which is that i think because we tell you know our real raw authentic stories and put it out there publicly there are people who feel a real human connection with us and that is something that, you know, even like if I think about an old coworker who I'd known for seven years and worked alongside, like these strangers know more about me on a human level than my past mm. coworker did. So mm. that is something that I think is a huge pro, having that direct impact um, on people. And my con, I would say, is I think this job is hard for someone kind of like myself, who has more of a, a little bit of a perfectionist mentality. And it's a little difficult to let go of um, a, the level of control or the image um, and the perception. So that was hard for me. I think I've, I've shared on this podcast that one of my biggest, my biggest fear is public speaking. Mm. 
And I'm like, how the fuck did we end up here? <laughs> like, it's, it's literally what you do. Full time. Yeah. And it's like literally ever since I was a kid, like it's in my DNA. It's it's like it's not natural yeah. for mm-hmm. me, you know. So it is one of those things where I've had to work on. And I can tell that with repetition, that weight and that fear is slowly starting to dissipate. Mm-hmm. But it takes time. And it's not as natural as I would love. Like I love, I loved choir. I love being on stage. I love being part of a team. I love dancing. But like that's when all eyes are spread over you. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're it's part of it. But like when you're talking, everyone's eyes are on you, and it's like holy shit, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, that's true. So that is, I think, the the con. But I'm working through it because I feel like what we do is important, mm. which is why I need to work through those fears that that I have holding myself back. Mm. Yeah. Oh, the choir comparison. That's a good one because it's like eyes glaze of the whole and yeah. versus you. Yeah. yeah. I could be in the back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my pro is similar to both of you about like the human connection. I think it's so rewarding to like meet listeners and they feel like a friend. And I don't, mm. it's sometimes I'm like when Boston I met and I was like, I was like, I feel like I know you. And I love yeah. that feeling of just like the conversation just goes. Instant connection. It yeah. is. It's an instant connection thing. Um, and when I was in Taiwan, I felt kind of like a little like nervous, but then I felt I felt a little lonely there for some periods of the day, some some of the days. But having dinner with our listeners, I was like, wow, I really have a friend anywhere I can go. I, I, mm-hmm. With ABG, I feel like I have a friend everywhere. Um, the other thing with, with the pro is, I, I guess in some ways, as, as much as they connect to our story, I feel like I love that they're entertained by our podcast. Like, I always tell this story now, but I was at Disneyland with my boyfriend and his friends. And we ran into a listener. And I was like, oh, hi. Oh, this is my boyfriend, Ray. And she goes, no, 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 no. I'm not there in the story yet. I can't meet him. And I was like, what? And I realized like she's still like a new listener and that was part of our she was listening to the parts where I was dating and like on my dating woes and here I am with my boyfriend and she was like, I don't I cannot meet him right now. And I was like, <laughs> Okay, cool. But that was really like a fun moment. Um, I think the con is that I think I said earlier with my previous jobs, like working in social, you always have to be on. And I think now having a public facing job, I'm even more on than I mm. was before. And to be honest, I do hit points of burnout and it can be exhausting sometimes and I think there are moments where there's a period of time where I was running around doing errands and I felt so introverted. Like I didn't want to say hi to people and I was afraid to run into someone. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to come off like, oh, I'm, I don't, I'm not a bitch right now. It's just more like I just cannot talk right now. Yeah. Um, so having to deal with that. And an- another thing is like, again, being public facing, my insecurities come out sometimes come out wildly when I don't want it to be because I'm constantly comparing myself because I see myself. Um, on social media, on video. So that's something I need to tackle myself. It's like, how do you deal with your public image mm-hmm. insecurity? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so, yeah, that's like a working work in progress thing. So that's the con. Thanks for sharing, both of you ladies, on that. I think that like um, what you shared, and if you listen to our like episodes in the past, it's obviously stuff that's like we are working through and we've been working through for some time. And we share it openly because we understand that it's going to be accepted, um, you know, mm-hmm. gracefully. So, um, yeah. We're working through it. Yeah. This next question is for Helen. Helen, oh. <laughs> as um, as a mom now, do you ever think about what life and your career would have been like had you stayed at the big four? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, because when I first, when I was thinking about leaving, it was later on in my life. Right. Yeah. When I first joined the job, there were benefits. Obviously, there was the 401k, there's the healthcare, and like all of that. And I feel like that's pretty standard for anyone joining a big company. But there was always um, a drop down that I never touched, which was 
family planning and it was a long drop down list of things that I couldn't take advantage of mm. so when I was leaving the the firm I was like oh shoot if I want to have a baby like mm. where like who how am I gonna take time off like you get 16 weeks of paid time off and I'm not gonna get that with ABG you know yeah. so all of these thoughts were going through my mind and something that I realized was that with this job there was always a carrot dangling in front of me like oh, and I was always hungry okay. <laughs> I was just always going for that carrot. Yeah, my Chinese yeah, zodiac is also a rabbit, so I'm like, yeah, yeah. I love my carrots. <laughs> but like, started going to therapy, and I was like, okay, let's practice some like, you know, even like intuitive my, my intuitive eating. Like, I'm like, I'm full. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't need any more carrots, even though it's a very it's it's yeah. one that I it was like a golden carrot in front of me. Um, and then I had a promotion coming up too, so like the the bonus and mm. the even mm. like just a standard increase in your your rate your raise would have been pretty significant for that that round and I was just like I just can't do it you know Mm. something in me told me that I just I had to move on so that was one of the bigger things as a mom I think that would have yeah that would have helped out but like we figured it out with ABG Mm -hmm. it was hard at first because we didn't have a standard to go by Mm -hmm. we didn't have other friends with you know smaller companies too that have sort of gone through it or or a plan that we were like, oh, that looks good. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. if anything, they were taking like three weeks off and then going back to work. I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. And maybe a lot of our friends were also like male, you know? I was going to say that. I think a lot of our models for people who had started their own small like businesses didn't have the issue of bearing a child. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They right. might have been a, you know, a father and they have to do that. But yeah, it was very new territory mm-hmm. for us yeah. to kind of figure out how so. to make sure she was feeling good, make sure we could, you know, function and everything. Um, but that's a really good point about the carrot story. I think a lot of people probably feel that way, right? Like what yeah. causes you to stay is like, there's always going to be another thing, another thing. There's always going to be another promotion. There's always mm-hmm. another raise. There's always a project that all of a sudden you're greenlit for that mm-hmm. you've been going for at yeah. the exact, you know, right slash wrong time. And it's just like, you just, you're, you're in a constant cycle. So you got to like take a step back and figure out what it is that you really care for, what you value and why you're even staying at that job. Mm. So going to therapy helped a lot with all of that. Um, but yeah, that would have, I think that would have been nice to have the benefits, but I, I probably wouldn't have changed mm. um, my decision in hindsight. Yeah. And that's something that we talk about openly as three women. And, you know, for the company, we all hope to have like kids one day or something and we're going to figure out how to. Yeah. Actually, even <laughs> for you, like I know in my old job, they had up to $50,000 that they could cover for surrogacy adoption or in vitro fertilization like is that something that you were because you were also sort of like in your later stages of of life when you quit your corporate job yeah um um this was a very real conversation and i say later but you're very young you know (laughs) no no no. i mean it is true like i think for me personally based on the research i did like um for the companies i was at they didn't really have like um that perk of offering Mm. i knew some companies do for women because it is a great incentive right it's a great benefit to have Mm -hmm. so for me i had i just kind of was like okay where are my priorities and i just i'm gonna do this right but Mm -hmm. for I had a really good friend who was going through IVF at the time and also switching jobs from a big four into an in-house company. And so when she was weighing her benefits package, a huge thing was like, what is their maternal plan, mm-hmm. right? And Or like maternal and like uh, family planning, what are their benefits? So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a big difference to make. But I think like with all things, we can figure it out. Yeah. Um, and we did. And but it is, it's a big hefty thing to leave on the table sometimes. Yeah, I think that's the thing too. When you, if you jump into um, a creative project or you're fearful of leaving your job, you're always going to think about the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And usually it's not going to be the worst case scenario that plays out. Yeah. Like you're going to, you're smart enough, you're going to figure it out. 
What are some perks that you wish for ABG to offer in the future? Some benefits that we keep talking about since we talk about corporate benefits so much. I'll just say one. Or just say two. <laughs> I would love to offer like an office space to our team. Mm. I feel like our girls would love to just come into one space, interact with each other, and be productive there. And the last thing I would love down the line to maybe even offer some of these girls full-time offers. Because everyone's part-time right now. True. Yeah. Yeah. How about for you, Jay? That would be amazing. Yeah, office space is a big one. We often talk about just providing, like when we say community, there's like we provide a space online for all of you. We do brunch. We provide a temporary space. Mm -hmm. Having like a physical space that is like an ABG home would be amazing. Um, I think for me, the fact that we are all women run is like really important. Mm -hmm. And the more that we kind of like talk about our like friends and examples that are mostly male, it would be awesome if we could offer more benefits around like family planning. Mm. Um, I don't know that we could like, pay for like egg freezing but maybe it's like some some I don't know like relationship with an office or a clinic um, and then maybe for family plan I don't know just something around that type of benefit I think would be I a like great that. example I like that a lot um, for me I would just say similar like office space and also studio. more in the near term like a studio space mm. we bring for those of you who don't know we bring all of this <laughs> stuff in here every time we shoot the couches the tree <laughs> very fake tree <laughs> the logo and lighting and everything so um it's a lot and hopefully in the near future we can get a studio space putting it out there in the universe yeah, yeah. manifesting out, out. Yeah. <laughs> well with that this wraps up today's episode thank you so much for tuning in as we kind of recount our corporate experience like there's actually a lot of things we miss and things we don't miss but it was kind of nice to kind of walk down memory lane i would love to hear what you guys love about your corporate life and what you don't love mm. so Please write in our comments of this YouTube video. Um, yeah, we want to we want to read um, your experience. So let us know. We also have a very a fruitful uh, Discord community. Um, fruitful, fruitful. Yeah, a lot of lot of women there that are amazing. That yeah. and men um, also work nine to five, but also pursuing their passion projects there. So if you're looking for a new group of friends, please check out our Discord. It's in our uh, link in bio on our Instagram. But yeah, and with that, we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.